September 28th. Welcome to episode one of The Creative Process. All right, uh, lift off and the clock has started. The Creative Process is a show dedicated to geeking out on the process behind how creative ideas become things. I'm your host, Jared Ponchot, along with... Jeff Robbins. Yeah, so this is the <laughs> inaugural episode. Here we are. Here we are. The inaugural It's always episode. awkward. It, you know, you can do like 100 of a different podcast. What do we do? 104 Lullabot podcasts. And you start a new podcast and it's all awkward all over again. Right. <laughs> we can, I can edit out anything that's awkward. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah, sure. Or, or we just go lean into the awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so Jared, a, a brand new podcast. How yes. how'd, uh, how'd, how'd we come about with that? Well, hopefully that's what we can talk about on this show. So this podcast uh, is usually typically actually going to be us uh, sitting down with some special guests. Uh, people might be designers or authors or artists or songwriters or filmmakers uh, and talking about the creative process and how ideas happen and how they end up being things. Um, for this inaugural episode, though, we might talk a little bit about uh, how this podcast actually happened. So how did this podcast happen, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've been doing so so we've been doing the Lullabot podcast for oh goodness, uh almost well, about six and a half years now. And it started when pretty much nobody knew what Drupal was and we wanted a, a way to talk to people about Drupal. Um and sort of aggregate information, uh, you know, what people were thinking. And uh, and so we started a podcast, the Lullabot Drupal podcast. And over the years, uh, there have become a lot of other ways for people to learn about Drupal and, um, and stuff like that. And also, uh, Lullabot as a company has really expanded in, in what we do. Um, and, and in particular, have started doing a bunch of other stuff beyond Drupal. And, uh, and one of those things is, is design. And, and we brought in you, Jared Ponchat, as our creative director and all-around um, creative and designerly guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, <laughs> and, uh, and I wanted to podcast, but it turns out uh, people don't want to listen to me talk about Drupal for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, including um, me, I don't want to listen to me talk about Drupal for. Well, me. you know, I mean, it, 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 and so we wanted a, a, a way. We were we had a, a company retreat about um, I don't know two or three months ago, and we're sort of talking about how the Lullabot podcast was happening less frequently, and and um, and were there ways that we could uh, um, kind of revive it a little, and and. Uh, and we ended up deciding to do three new types of podcasts, um, which, which the, are yeah, that's the natural like in creative process. Whenever you're having you're <laughs> struggling to put something out and struggling to create something, the the best idea is to try to create three of them instead. You know, I I, I actually think that this is true. I found I, I found this to be true. Like that, like sometimes, uh, what, what's the saying? Um, the, if you really want something done, give it to a busy person. Right. You know, it's it's that uh, that to some extent we we were not doing it enough, mm-hmm. um, and we really liked doing podcasts, but uh, um, we were just kind of looking for a new spark for it. So we yeah. s- split them off into 
Uh, there's the Drupal Eyes Me podcast, which sort of continues on where the Lullabot podcast left off. It's our Drupal, Drupal stuff. Um, and then Jeff Eaton started doing uh, a new podcast called um, Insert. Insert Content Here. Oops. Yep. Sorry, I'll let you say it. It's it's all right. There's just a tiny little lag on on Skype, and so it's but I, I halfway yeah. get it on. And so um, and so that's about um content strategy and and what Jeff likes to call content tactics. Right. Um, and then and then this and, podcast. Yeah, and I I somehow I think there was like a culmination of things going on. I. I had been reading uh, the book Imagine, uh, which is by Jonah Lair, uh, and I think the subtitle of the book is How Creativity Works. Um, but I've also, I've always enjoyed reading that type of thing. Uh, I've been in a creative realm for a long time. I used to be in a band. Um, I'm married to a painter, uh, and I'm just fascinated with process. And so when we were talking about revitalizing podcasts, I thought, I'd like to podcast. And then I thought, what would I love talking to people about? And I thought, I would love to talk to, like, there's so many people I'd love to talk to about creative process and just uncover how it is that they approach what they do, um, what they do when they hit creative block, um, how they brainstorm, uh, like what are the typical random weird things that like they seem to always have moments of insight while they're doing, um, you know, how do they get creative pause to like clear their brain space and uh, what kind, you know, what kind of role does constraints play within their process, you know, and, and Jeff Robbins, uh, who's going to be co-hosting the show as well, uh, also has a fairly creative background. Um, for those of you who don't know, Jeff was actually the front man for uh, a pretty successful band through the 90s into the early 2000s. Is that right, Jeff? Um, yeah, yeah, about 2002, 2003 yeah. is sort of when we fizzled out. The, the big <laughs> uh, A&M records. You'll have to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the band was called Orbit, and you can find it on on iTunes and amazon.com and all that kind of stuff um and yeah yeah but i think jeff and i kind of had a shared interest in creative process and especially kind of across different disciplines where, where the overlaps are about how creative people make things uh, we work in a field where we're making apps and websites an awful lot um, and that's sort of like the general product but the process for create that sort of helps creativity along there's a lot of overlap whether you're making a film uh, or writing songs, or writing a book, or you know, designing websites. So, and I'm fascinated yeah, to talk I mean, to people about it. Yeah, I've always been really yeah fascinated by that. That that uh, you know, in building um, Lullabot as a business um, and the work that we do, how much I sort of delve back into my music career. Um, I mean, there's certainly aspects of, you know, in particular of being in a band, the, the like group dynamics of it, right. The actually, you know, <laughs> living, living in a van with <laughs> like four three or four other people for like, you know, six weeks to a couple of months at a time, right. um, you know, teaches you a lot about being with just, people. Just to be clear for people at Lullabot, we all live in separate vans we we don't yeah. <laughs> this is, that's not the overlap that we're talking about. that's not but <laughs> but you know that you just you learn a lot about group dynamics i you know is, is what it's called in right in uh, when when they teach it at universities um what they ought to do is just put every everybody in the class in a van and drive them around for a couple of months but um yeah but but songwriting and and uh um the creative process is is 
there's a lot of similarities between um, what I did in my music career and and what I've done um, in it, with Lullabot, whether it's um, programming or design work or um, sort of assembling ideas and concepts for um, products and 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 stuff like that. And uh, we wanted a place to sort of explore that. Um, and this podcast is sort of what we came up with. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're going to see where it takes us. But we thought maybe this this first podcast would, you know, we, if we picked a subject other than, hey, we've got a new podcast, which is certainly a subject within itself, um, but to pick sort of the topic of um, the creative process of putting together a new podcast and uh, yeah i don't know so did you have thoughts about that jared when when you were doing some i mean we we each actually just to even talk about how we're doing this podcast um one of the things we wanted to do with this podcast was kind of come in with some some ideas uh in in the past we've had podcasts that were more discussion based and i think that this one will be discussion based um even as we have guests come in rather than interview them sort of grill them with questions right. that you would sort of have a group discussion around a topic um but uh but we wanted to kind of come in with some ideas and so i took some notes and jared took some notes and um we we're here to compare notes <laughs> it is it is genesis i think we we began from just this idea that we'd both like to be podcasting more and we both are fascinated with creative process and, and would love to have discussions with people about creative process. And so that gave us sort of a theme to begin with. Uh, from there, we knew that it would be much more interesting probably to interview other people than just talk to each other every single week about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we planned the podcast to be an interview-based podcast. Like Jeff said, uh, as, we, as we talked about that, um, I think we both felt like rather than just being like a, you know, five questions for Joan Allaire or something, like we were looking forward to actually just having discussions with creative people about creative process. And But so, yeah, we each did some work separately as well so that we'd have sort of a freshness to each of our approach to the podcast. Um, I'm kind of curious whether there's overlap to, uh, let's pretend, Jeff, that you're actually our first interviewee. Like, I'm curious whether there's there's overlap even in how we created this podcast to how you like how you approach making an album when you're a band. Like, whether there's a certain type of theme that begins the idea that gives bones to what you are going to create. It, I think I think that at least for myself in most creative processes, when there aren't many constraints, like my first step is to begin creating those constraints. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I told yeah. Yeah, I I I felt like I mean, we only put out well, three albums basically. Um and but I I kept sort of inching towards a concept album. <laughs> and and the reason and you know, and, and it's funny cuz I'm you know, our music wasn't really like Pink Floyd or or um I don't know, Rush, those concept right. album bands, you know. But I like the idea, even even like The Who, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the idea of sort of um, coming up with some sort of a pivot point, some sort of a central 
theme or thesis to to the work you know that it kind of keeps you anchored um and uh yeah i don't know um i i certainly do that um and 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 i like that i i i see that oftentimes as liberating when people say even just this that you know we're going to have a podcast where we're going to not we're not going to talk about design per se you know the first iteration of this podcast was like let's do a design podcast right but but even focusing it more than that and yet at the same time kind of less than that on the creative process um i don't know seems seems more more interesting a little bit more constrained um but also provides a pivot point that you can pull away further from. Right. Um, you know, what, what's the creative process look like for people with law degrees? You know, like you have this pivot point rather than like, okay, we're going to only talk to designers. Sure. Yeah. And just that, and there's the brainstorming aspect of, of things as well that I know a creative part of uh this podcast and it's funny now that we're calling it the creative process podcast it doesn't seem all that but um was brainstorming names for what we would call the podcast yeah Uh, it is kind of funny that we went through this giant process of of throwing out some good and some absolutely hilariously bad uh name (laughs) ideas but like you do all this work to wind up with you know we should call it the creative process <laughs> yeah, Which seems yeah, kind of obvious, but well, in, in retrospect, yeah, but but that process of of brainstorming is also s- similar. I mean, w- I know that a lot of people there are a lot of different ways that that songwriters write songs, um, and you know, I always think of sort of this Bob Dylan singer songwriter type who sit down with an acoustic guitar and just like in a very linear way say okay here are the chords and i'm just going to start writing lyrics beginning to end like a poem and that's the song mm-hmm. um but for me it was always much more like finger painting like um i you know was or interested in the way the sounds fit together and soundscapes and um i don't know just sort of coming up with interesting rhythms sort of architecting a song right and and so there was a lot of putting together ideas um, little sound clips or, you know, eight bar things or, you know, here's a verse and here's a chorus idea. Um, but oftentimes I wouldn't even be able to judge them until like a day or two later. I'd lay them down on, on tape and then go back and listen to them later, like usually the next day. Because oftentimes the thing that I would think was the best thing today, like, oh, this is, you know, you work work on something, you're like, this is great, this is genius. And then the next day you listen to it, it's like, uh. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, and I, I it, it's funny, I think of uh, Rush or other, like, there are some like way out there bands. I mean, Rush actually is relatively accessible, but just some of these bands, this like, fusion jazz kind of stuff that kind of, that turns me off mostly because it feels so esoteric Music it feels like musicians. You, what yeah yeah you need you need a degree in order to understand it and i think this idea of of coming at something with some distance whether that distance is a day or um 
you know, listening to it through your tiny little speaker in your micro recorder or whatever, you know, um, and, uh, and how do you feel about it then? Yeah. Is it still is it still accessible? The cool thing about um, podcasting is that we're not actually going to listen to this, so we won't know how bad this is until after we, we put have, it out there. No idea. <laughs> when we find things out. Yeah. It's, the, the songwriting thing is interesting to me because you have different types of artists. Like, I'm kind of anxious to talk with more songwriters because you have artists that, like, songwriting and, and just sort of the medium of song is is a delivery mechanism for their poetry you know so you have like woody guthrie said the words are the important thing you know don't worry about tunes you take a tune (laughs) sing high when they sing low sing fast when they sing slow and you've got a new tune you know and it was all about the words um and then you have artists that are like really they're musicians and like you know their their lyrics sometimes are like you know, only they know that they actually don't mean anything. <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah. I, I sort of came. I mean, my band got signed in, in this that that flow of bands that get signed after Nirvana broke through, and and you know, and and Nirvana really resonated with me, and and the Pixies before them, and and the Velvet Underground way before them, as you know, like that. <sighs> It wasn't so, it was sort of the whole piece. It was, you know, it wasn't so much about the words. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, it was sort of about the, the whole thing. Um, yeah. So when we have Bob Dylan on the show, we'll get the other perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. But I think that the thing that particularly relates, you, you'd ask the question sort of like, how, how was that similar to to putting together something like this or the brainstorming yeah, process yeah. but but i think that for for me it's it's about keeping ideas cheap um like um describe cheap. also also in in both meaning like cheap like you don't care about them but also relatively inexpensive so um inexpensive meaning don't spend a whole lot of time and energy on something that you may not love and also don't fall in love too early with something that you may not love tomorrow <laughs> right and uh um and so you know just this idea of coming up with this long list of ideas for you know the podcast and we had some highlighted you know mm-hmm. uh my in fa- in my our favorite uh, really bad ones were <laughs> Did you imagination? That was really, yeah. really pretty, pretty impressively bad. Uh, <laughs> the ultra mega super podcast best in world number one. That was good. Yes. Um, yeah. We'd have to find the right Japanimation sound effects right. to go. Ultra mega super podcast. Yeah. Best in world number one. And there were some but, uh, that were just too snobby. Podcast creatist or something like that. <laughs> I don't even know where yeah. that one came from. I, I, but I think there's also, you have to get silly with these things. Uh, I yeah. find that sometimes that perspective, the this sort of um, fear of, and I and I think for a lot of people, there's sort of a fear of creating in public. I know for me, like I don't want anyone to hear my song ideas until I've decided whether they're listenable or not. Um, and uh, um, in this, I think in the same realm, you know, this list of t- title ideas, you know, or what to call this podcast, you know, um, one way of sort of compensating is to get silly, silly with it. Right. Um, and, but it keeps, but it keeps the ideas flowing, keeps the ideas going, you know, you want right. to, I think for me, it's about just creating that flow where there's just ideas 
coming out a lot a lot a lot of them and then and then sifting through um in a in a in a separate process which is this editorial process this is a, a day later or whatever going back and saying like is this is this worthy of pursuing mm-hmm. um do you find that th- th- is there sort of a similar process in in design and and web design for you definitely like the you know different designers i think have very different approaches to this um and i while generally i i I love this idea of sort of release early and often i think when i'm when i'm actually getting down into the nuts and bolts of solving a problem visually and figuring out even what should be where even if it's not hyper visual even if we're just talking about sketching up a wireframe usually like i kind of know when it's bad and when it's good and this is, I guess this is especially more true when you get to the visual end of design, is that like I may produce 40 things before I have one that I show people. And the, you know, the important thing for me is to keep making something because, and I, you know, I particularly I think what makes makes me a good designer usually is has been my ability to say no to my own designs over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and maybe that's a different thing than like sort of it's not um i guess what what was classic brainstorming like where the idea of brainstorm came out of was this mindset of of there is no bad idea um which actually turned out to not always be a very productive thing um <laughs> and i think that something in the middle is is more what i shoot for in my especially in my visual design process where um i'm constantly evaluating whether what I'm making is good or bad and willing to start fresh and, and make another one how, and another one and another one. How do you say no to yourself over and over? Like, like you're saying and not just completely end up like a, a bowl of jello at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> like how, yeah. how do you, how do you maintain any semblance of ego? Um, and I, and Boy, I don't mean that in like, you know, usually people say, you know, when they talk about ego, it's, it's sort of a negative thing, but I mean like, you know, just not feel like everything that you're doing is crap. Yeah. Well, it is interesting that I've met a lot of really, really fantastic designers who have no idea that they're as good as they are. And I I do think when you get used to like having a high bar for what's good for yourself, you, you tend to work if it's, I guess it's an ethic and a value thing. Like if you really believe that you can produce something great, um, you'll keep, working at it, even though what you're initially starting out with is not there. I think that for myself, that actually started in college. Uh, I had a particular professor who was just amazing at making you believe that you could do something amazing. And so you kind of wouldn't, you, you, you got into this mindset of like, well, I'm not going to show him, show it to him until it is because I, because I know he expects this to be great. And and I also think that I can because I did it that one time for him and you just keep working at it. I think, you know, the longer you do something, maybe you get to where you have your uh, mechanisms of of how of maybe th- things that you can do well easier, more quickly uh, the for like without 30 times. But I don't know. It's that's an interesting question. Um I think that that's actually the, the why I'm so fascinated with process is I'm always impressed when I meet uh, whether it's designers or whether it's friends of mine who are still like in bands and, and making music and stuff. People who have like figured out like, you know, 
when I take a shower at this time of the day, I always come up with great lyrics. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, <laughs> like I'm being serious when I say that. Yeah. Like, there are those things that you can figure out where it's just like process wise, these are the kinds of things I need to do. When I'm at this point, this is how I know I need to actually stop working. I need to go. And my thing is like, I go canoeing or whatever. And then another person, it's like, when I reach this point, I know that actually what I need to do is just buckle down and discipline myself to do 30 in a row like and make 30 things and that's my thing is I make 30 things and then it gets me all of a sudden I'll have an idea or something like everybody has their sort of well not everybody does but people who do impress me and that's what I'm kind of fascinated to talk with uh, uh, talk about with people is uh, you know how is it that that you do (laughs) what you do and like how do you do it especially people who are prolific impress me I think it's more because I've always been of the mentality that I'm afraid to create in public um and like uh uh Jeff your your brother-in-law um uh Liam uh his work like is fantastic and fascinating and he to me strikes me as a person who just creates 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 um maybe you should give people a little window into what he does oh, stuff, um, but. yeah. So, uh, my wife's brother is, is Liam Lynch, who is a, um, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe. Let's see. Liam, uh, he had a, a top 10 song in the UK called United States of whatever. Um, I'm he probably, had, a, I'm probably spoiling a future episode right now. He I, had, well, we'll see, we'll see if we can get him on. We, he had a, um, uh, a sock puppet, uh, show called Syphil and Ollie that was on MTV. Um, actually, it's on the. There's new episodes coming out on the web now. Syphil and Ollie, S I F L and O L L Y um, for fun. He does a podcast, a, a video podcast called Lynchland, which is awesomely hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. And he directed um, the Tenacious D uh, movie called The Pick of Destiny. <laughs> Uh, which is sort of a cult classic at this point. Um, so yeah, uh, he's a musician and a video maker and and a filmmaker and a songwriter and uh, um, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And the thing with Liam is he's just constantly outputting all kinds of interesting uh, interesting stuff. And uh, yeah, and he's he's really interesting interesting to talk to. We'll we'll see if we can get him on um, on the podcast, but. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's um, I, you know, the the whole process is interesting. I I was also sort of thinking about t- deadlines and the importance of just like launch, do right. it, uh, get it out there. Um, the truth is, we're really not prepared to do this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, we, Obviously, we, we're still we're still deciding if that's the music that we want to use. I I've been I, like every I don't know a couple of days. I keep sending Jared like here here's an idea I've got for, for some music, and I I I I feel pretty good about the the music that I did for Jeff Eaton's. Uh, um, podcast and then the drupalize me podcast had there was already some music that of my music that they were using for for drupalize me but for this one i don't know what do you what do you do for a creative process podcast what says that you know right. i had this uh, idea that i suggested of 
having music that sounded like it wasn't music for a while and then people kept listening and over time it kind of molded into actually sounding like music but then i thought yeah that's not good bumper music (laughs) and you need to get that across in 10 seconds or can you achieve that in 10 seconds impress me (laughs) you know i i actually say but like this this idea of constraints we we were talking about i uh so i but sort of between um, the the time that I was making a living with my band Orbit um, and uh, and the time that Lullabot started up, I sort of spent a, a bit of time in the in the ad world. In the, um, I worked at an ad agency, but I also started um, doing um, music for television commercials and uh and it was so wonderfully liberating in its constraints uh so okay let's let's shoot shoot back to i'm i'm playing in my band and it's the 90s and you know we're an alt alt rock band and you know you sit down to write a song and it's like okay what emotion do I want to get across here what do I want to say what do I want this to be you know what what like do I want to write something emotional or or political no we're not really a political band you know and you sort of you started working from that perspective and and it's a lot of work you know because and then once you kind of get the idea together then you know actually building it out into a song is something you've done time and time again you know like it that process becomes pretty straightforward that actually building it out into a song and um and so then cut to this ad music where basically someone would come to me and they'd say okay we need 30 seconds of music uh, for it's for a bank, um, and we kind of like this Radiohead song, but probably you know something that's uh, sort of in the same vein, but not like that, you know. And it's like that's easy, like the the whole like emotional, <laughs> yeah, sort of like uh, architectural part of things is it's like okay, I know sort of the sound palette we're working with here, and uh, and you know, and then you just crank out i don't know five or ten sort of like ideas 30 seconds long right. uh and and you know which of these strike you um and here again you, you, it's that realm of like i'm not too emotionally bought into them either and so i don't know it was yeah. it just it was it yeah was... when clients give you either neutral or good ideas it becomes this like free and constraint when clients give you obviously bad ideas, it becomes this whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, there's that too. But it's all, again, it's nice because it's not for yeah. me. It's not, you know, like, even like my name is necessarily going to go on it. Right. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where, where was I going with that? Uh, uh, but... I, oh, oh, just this idea of, you know, putting together the ideas uh, and just kind of getting them out there, like not getting too, too bought into them. Or, um, I mean, with launching this podcast, uh, I don't know, we just set a date, said, okay, this is when we're going to, this is when we're going to do it. We committed to Lullabot's going to put out a podcast every Friday um, and we're going to sort of rotate through between Drupal Eyes Me and um the uh, insert content here podcast and this podcast will get four out a month. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I think it's a like, lot of, 
I can imagine that people would get sort of petrified feeling like you're not, we're not ready to start. Yeah. Uh, I, I can imagine, I can imagine feeling that way about putting this podcast out. <laughs> it's as though I felt that. Um, <laughs> right. It's like, we're not, we're not ready. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, I think that the, you know, it's, it's out. We can iterate on it. We've got more podcasts to yep. do. We can change the intro music or, yeah. uh, you know, and and when I listen back to the early Lullabot podcasts, like, oh yeah, man, we <laughs> didn't hadn't figured it out at all, and and got better at it over time. Yeah. Um, it's and like, uh, uh, it's like Leonard Bernstein said: to achieve great things, two things are needed: a plan and not quite enough time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're set up. Yeah, not quite enough time to finish the plan. Yeah. you know. Or, or the, I've been reading the book Lean Startups. Um, uh, who's the author of that? I should know this off the top. I'm sure if I actually was not trying to type on the internet and think at the same time, I would figure it out. But, um, but you know, again, this idea of like launch the sort of minimum viable product um, and and then iterate on it, put it out there, see what people think. We're going to get comments on this podcast. I hope that people listening will comment uh, and let us know what they think and where we should go with this. <laughs> Where let me let me re, let me rephrase that. Yeah. <laughs> where where the podcast should what directions the podcast should head in. Yeah. It's always a problem when you ask so where should I go? Go to hell. Um but uh 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 so you know, to get some feedback because uh you know we we'd love to um accommodate where where you know pe- what people would like to hear um and the directions and and so i think you know putting it out to some extent before it's ready is is a, ends up being a good thing you yeah know? unless well, you're a chef you call this the the, the beta <laughs> right. what's that i said unless you're a chef <laughs> and, well yeah i guess there are certain things where it should be you don't get a second chance right <laughs> you might want to make sure that that fish is done first yeah <laughs> but even chefs iterate right this is true yeah yeah so we'll have to have a chef know. on and ask them how they create culinary yeah. new dishes <laughs> i love it i love it so cool so how do we end a podcast i don't know i guess we could just say hey this is the end of the podcast and then end it okay but that yeah Hopefully you'll you'll uh, come back for the next one in which we will have uh, a fascinating person on to talk with about creative podcast. Creative process. Oh. <laughs> what did I've I been same thing too. Creative, creative podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to all of it. 